Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So let me get this straight. You can miss an entire regular hockey season and come back, and you can be Nikita Kucherov all over again. Steve, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, this guy is clearly one of the best players in the world. But, I mean, the game he had in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs against Florida, he plays 20 minutes or so. He has five shots, two goals, and an assist. But the timing, the, the, the big goals, the, the, just the presence on the ice and how he takes a lot of the heat off of guys like Braden Point, who had two goals as well as in, in the game winner that we'll talk about. Unbelievable game, unbelievable performance by him and by the Lightning, who pulled this one out 5-4. to four. It, it, was, it was magic, man. I mean, I, I was just entertained from, from the word go. It was incredible. Well, as physical as we thought the – Friday or Saturday game was the oh. next to last game of the season. Take that up times 10 in this game. Mm-hmm. Cooch takes a big hit on his first shift. Remember, yeah. he's been out all year after having a hip surgery. It takes a big hit on his first shift, and, and maybe that gets him into the game. Maybe it's, you know, it's kind of sometimes when you come back from an injury, that first hit's kind of a confidence builder of like, okay, I can do this. Get it out of the way. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, you take that hit and you're, you're, you're wondering how your body's going to react. Mm-hmm. But, and we talked about this last week that I thought Braden Point was going to have a huge series because Nikita Kucherov's back. I didn't realize Nikita Kucherov was going to have just as big of a series. Yeah. Um, I mean, they combined for four goals. If you're Florida, what are you doing still taking penalties? You, I realize that the, the book on the Lightning is to make it physical against the Lightning. That's what yeah. the Capitals talked about it when they knocked him out back in 2018. But since then, the Lightning got eliminated in four games after setting records against Columbus and kind of hit that that rock bottom of, you know, playoff of, you know, wow, we were the best team in the history of the NHL and we just got swept. To you added sandpaper guys like Pat Maroon, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodera, who's out, David Savard, Luke Shen. I mean, you've added so many sandpaper guys to your lineup. And last year in the bubble, you proved that you can play just as physical as anybody else. And, and meanwhile, when you play the Capitals and the Penguins in those series in the past that lost, you held your own in those series. Yes, the Capitals were more physical than you, but you had a 3-2 lead in that series. Florida comes into tonight, and, and, and the Lightning's power play has struggled of late. Of course, they didn't have Kuch- Kucherov. They didn't have Stamkos. But Florida's coming in this game and wants to make it physical, and that's fine. But when you start taking penalties and the Lightning are converting on every one of them, at some point you got to go. Wait a minute, I got to stop. Mm. I mean, you have a you have a four three lead in the in the third period, and Sam Bennett takes a really dumb penalty on Coleman. Yeah, I mean, first of all, he's probably gonna, the league's going to look at that hit. And John Cooper so. after the game called it predatory. I, you know, it wasn't just boarding. He came from halfway across the ice to charge him. They had charging. It was yeah. the call. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could have been either, but yeah, it was yeah. charging. Um, it's probably going to get looked at. But you have a 4-3 lead. Their power play was already 2-3, for three, the Lightning, yep. that is. 
And the one they didn't convert on was very dangerous, and they had several good looks. What are you doing giving them another penalty? Uh, you know, you know what? Much like the Lightning to start the third period, what are you doing messing around with the puck on the blue lines when you have a 3-2 lead going into the third period? Right. And in the first four minutes and nine seconds, you give up two goals because of bad turnovers at yeah. the wrong parts of the ice. But exciting series, exciting game. Um, you know, this was a fun game to watch. It, it wasn't always the oh, best hockey, but it, it was, was a fun game to watch. It was yeah. very entertaining. Um, there was an interesting stat, too. 17 goals scored in the Stanley Cup playoffs today. There's three games. Every single goal either tied the game or gave your team the lead. It's the most ever in a, in a day in Stanley Cup playoff history that every goal was either a goal that tied the game or gave your team the lead. Well, this was the only the fourth playoff game in, in NHL history to have four lead changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you think about just the swings of emotions. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here with two little girls that are huge Lightning fans, and they were dying. I mean, it was like, hey, it's not over. It's not, you know. And then uh, it, it it just had it just had everything. But you're right. I mean, you know, to the Lightning's credit, and they did have some penalties themselves. They tried to defend themselves. I thought I thought the officials let them play, but maybe too much. Look, they could have had a lot of penalty minutes in this game, more than they wound up with, which was which was enough. But you know, you can't take the cheese, man. You you can't do what Florida wants you to do, which is, you know, spend a lot of time, you know, a man advantage mm-hmm. and, and, and being down. And so, you know, when you go three out of four on, on the penalties, I mean, and you're looking up and, and it's a five four win, I mean that that was the game, you know, that 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 the the bolts were disciplined enough um to stay out of the box more than Florida was. And the, and more than that, they capitalized. And they capitalized, Steve, because they got two guys back uh, on that power play that are as good as anyone in the league. When you when you have Stamkos on one one wing, when you've got the playmaking ability of Kucherov, um, Headman at the point, and, and then you know, and then Braden Point, um, who picked up where he left off last year in the playoffs. I mean, he he, how many big goals? How many game winning goals did he have in the Stanley Cup playoffs a year ago? You know, and and, and he picked right up where he left off. The play of the game, and the, the one that won it, obviously. Ryan McDonough makes a play that is as good as anything that happened in a hockey game. That's a whale of a pass he made. Oh my goodness! Uh, After blocking a shot, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, those those are those are plays that turn Stanley Cup series. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you went from thinking that game was going to go to overtime, right? Where then it's a crapshoot, and it would have been the fourth straight uh, Stanley Cup playoff game to go to overtime. The first three did in the playoffs. To the Lightning now take a one zero series lead and grab home home ice advantage in Game mm-hmm. One. Yeah, no, it was, it was remarkable, and 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 I I was just impressed. You know, you didn't know like what whether stamina would be a problem, how much rust, which there had to be some rust on Kucherov. Um, but again, you know, one of the world's greatest players, and man, he showed up, and he showed up in the biggest moments. And they're a different hockey team. I mean, what an advantage! Now I wonder what the rest of the NHL was thinking. You know, because Florida, look, Florida's really a good team. I mean, they're they're a, they're a tough out now, and it, this series is going to go, I think, six or seven games. I'm not I'm not under any illusion that this is going to be an easy series, but you know, to to get to get him back and and to have a plan at the start of the year, 
knowing he was coming off hip surgery, a lot of teams probably cried foul about that, right? Well, that, there, there was lots of fans crying it on Twitter tonight. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, like, wait a minute. You can stash this guy away like an IR and, you know, violate the salary cap, essentially keep us some extra players and then, you know, spring him on the rest of the NHL when you need him. Uh, I thought it was it was a confidence builder that Stamkos didn't seem at least outwardly to have any physical limitations. He mixed it up a little bit as well. Um, certainly gives them a big edge. And we talked about how getting getting Kucherov back and Stamkos, of course, you know, Brain Point has been the marked man, right, through all this this last part of the season, especially in those two Florida games, you know, when they were missing so many players. And the ice just opens up, and especially on the on on the the power play. But um, it was it was really fun to watch. I I just I I marvel. You know, one thing Stamko said after the game is sort of, you know, the experience the Lightning have had, and it's not just last year winning the Cup. You got to remember this is a a core guy. A lot of these guys that have lost, you know, uh, in Game Seven of of the Eastern Conference Finals, been to Stanley Cups before. They they know that the game is not over until it's over. I mean, this is a team that won five you know five uh, overtime periods you know a year ago, um, so they stuck with it. And you know, you make a mistake, you have a bad play, and they they made some mistakes. Here's the weird thing about this game: Nikita Kut- or uh, Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky, and, and Bravaski. Well, they were tremendous. I mean, there were saves in this game. You know, there could have been eight goals on each side. I mean, how many times did, did Vasilevsky come up big on odd man rushes? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, the goal, to, even though you look up and you go, well, there's nine goals in this game. It was it was a tremendous job, I thought, by both goaltenders. Well, I mean, you know, look, Bobrovsky gives up, what, three power play goals and a shorthanded goal. Yeah, right. The only like, five-on-five goal the Lightning scored was the, the game winner. That's right. You know, with, with you know, just on over a great a pass, to go. Yeah. one on none, you yeah. know? Uh, and Braden Point, great shot right through the five hole there. Oh yeah, just um, phenomenal. You no, know, and Vasilevsky was great too. I mean, how many t- how many how many saves did he have? I mean, oh. the, the Lightning for parts of that game were lost on rush coverage. I mean, how right. many on man rushes was 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 Florida getting all the time? Um, it just although I noticed happening. they passed their way out of a few of those too, just like we complain about the Lightning doing. Yeah, they you did. Know, sometimes you think it's the Lightning are the only team that does that. And I, watching some of these playoff games, I watched Washington pass their way out of several opportunities on Saturday mm-hmm. night. Um, you know that these goalies are so good that, that that players look for the perfect shot, not just a shot. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and we always talk about sometimes they just need to shoot the puck more, but right. it, it happens everywhere because the goalies are as good as they are. Yeah. No, I I thoroughly enjoyed this hockey game. I, I was listening to the people on NBC. They, they were, you know, there were some great games, um, you know, throughout the day, some overtime games, um, dramatic, you know, uh, shots to win. You know, but this was, to me, this was the best, the best game. And most of the people that were that were uh, calling it on NBC, whatever, were talking about the highlights of the other ones. And I mean, this game had everything, and it and it's going to be a tough series. But to win at Florida, you know, you don't have home ice. Um, you know, now now you have this advantage. The, the, of course, the job was to get one of these two games down there. Now you're in a position, you know, if you can win game two, um, it sets up so nicely for you, you know, coming back home, and, and you could really put Florida in a hole and do it quickly. Um, well, we, I don't often, know we often say that, that home ice in, in hockey is, is a double-edged sword. You want it for game seven. 
Right. But there's a lot of pressure in those first two games. There is to win one. Yeah, to win them both. You know, the Lightning are almost playing with house money at this point. They are now. Mm hmm. You know, where it's. Yeah, I mean, they can can really take control of the series by by winning game two. And if they lose game two, you still come back to Emily Arena and you got home ice advantage. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's the house money part of it that, Mm -hmm. you know, Florida's got to be, you know,. Like I said, at the beginning of the third period, I thought the Lightning were kissing the game away. Right. And then it turns out it was actually the Panthers that ended up doing it late, like the penalty by Bennett. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that was a great play by McDonough. I mean, you know, nothing they can do there. But that right. should have only tied the game, not sent it to not, – not giving them the win because of the, the Bennett penalty. So mm-hmm. um, both teams had opportunities to, to win this game. Both teams gave it away, and then Lightning ended up grabbing it back. So. Florida had a goal taken away from them uh, early, and mm-hmm. on goaltender interference, I, I guess they did push uh, Vasilevsky's pads with their. St- I mean, what did you think of that call overall? Was that was that the right call? I was surprised that the official saw it on the ice. Um, mm-hmm. It was the right call. His pad was pushed in, and you cannot do that, right? Uh, per the letter of the law. Now, whether you think that should be a goal or not, that's a different question. But the rule, yeah. you can't push the goalie's pad or the goalie into the goal to score. You know, you've got to. You've got to, you know, push the puck in, not their pads. So uh, I was surprised that the official got it right on the ice, and and you saw that, you know, Joe Quenville didn't challenge it. So right, yeah, it was a, it was an early break, I thought, for the Lightning, mm-hmm. and and they could have certainly been down uh, more right there. But yeah, I mean, just again, a tremendous hockey game, and, and Nikita Kucherov, man, I'm telling you, it's just such a lift, and and a lift, you know. And even like listening to Stamkos after the game, he's like, "Look, you know, you're not you, you've been away for a long time. You're not exactly sure, you know, how it's going to go, but there's no question that they had some juice coming into that game. And it just makes you realize that you know, you can sit here and wring your hands about the last two games in Florida, the regular season, and losing home ice and all of that. How many guys were on that ice that weren't there those final two games, including Victor Hedman and um, and all of them? And I just you know, this is this is now forget the regular season. This is what the Lightning have been waiting, sort of biding their time for, if you will. They know they have a great hockey team. They know obviously how to win. They just won a Stanley Cup. You don't forget that, and and it's just you know you can see how the intensity rises. Everything is magnified. Every mistake, every penalty minute, every time um, you have a man advantage, all of that matters, and it just. They, they they leap at it. You know, they take advantage of, of, of what great teams do, of every little opportunity you give them, uh, and they're poised beyond the belief because it would have been really easy for most teams after having the lead and then giving up two quick goals like they did um, to, to sort of, you know, put your head down. I mean, you, you know, at that point you feel like, oh, man, you know, you had this game and then you just absolutely let it let it get away. But they didn't do that, and that's that's the experience of this group. You know, that's them realizing we've been in these situations before. Uh, we know how to put those behind us, how to keep pushing forward, and and that's you know I think that's what showed through to me uh, in game one anyway. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, look, we've talked about that. I mean, this team has essentially been deep in the playoffs every year since two thousand fourteen fifteen. Yeah, and went to the Cup final against Chicago. You know, so they they lose to Pittsburgh in Game Seven, the Eastern Conference Final the next year. They miss the playoffs one year, then they go to Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals against Washington. 
Uh, they get swept out the next year, but then they win the cup in 20. And so, I mean, in, in a lot of this group, from Kalorn to Tyler Johnson to Kucherov to Palat to Stamkos to Hedman, has been there that whole run, um, the leadership group of, the, of this this group. And so, and if anything, in the bubble last year, I mean, think back to game one last year in the bubble. You went up against Columbus, the team that swept you out the year before after you set all those records. Mm-hmm. And the first game goes to overtime. And you just had that feeling like if they lose this game, they might get swept again. That's just what you were feeling. Right. I'm not saying the sure. players were feeling that. But definitely as you're watching this game, you're like, they need this game. They need this game. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to five overtimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you, it's, that was game one of the playoffs last year. Game one, I know. You know when, it, when they went to, what, 216 minutes of overtime play, they set a record in the Stanley Cup. I mean, everything this group has been through and this team's been through, you don't rattle them. They, they just they don't get right. They may get beat, and you may come across a hot goalie or a team that's playing better than you, but they don't get rattled. Anymore. They they this team was undefeated going into they went the whole regular season without a loss when leading after two periods, mm. and you thought four minutes and nine seconds into the third period tonight they were going to lose that streak, but they yeah didn't. you did they didn't yeah. they came back and and found a way to get it done. I mean that's. You know, Stephen Stamkos the other day, it was kind of funny because we always talk about you can't just turn on a switch for the playoffs. You can't. But Stephen Stamkos the other day in his press availability was like, you know, we know how to turn it on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they do. They've they've played, what, as many playoff games, if not more than any other team in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's something to be said for experience. It's not it, it, it doesn't always win you the game, but it sure helps. Yeah, it does. And, and the thing is, when when you're hunting when you're hunting cups, right? When you're when you know that you have a group of guys that not only just won a Stanley Cup, but, you know, they've been there, could have won multiple. You're trying to win back to back, which is not an easy thing to do. It's sort of like a year, you know, a year ago they they get swept, you know, by Columbus. They enter the Stanley Cup uh, finals, and, and and you you know, nothing would have mattered during the regular season. It was like you played it. It was important. You you know once you but once you got in the playoffs that that's all that mattered. What were you going to do from then on? And they you know you mentioned the Columbus game, but you know they played the whole year just just to get to the postseason. That's what you do when you're a great team. And again, I don't I'm not saying they're biding their time. They try to get better. They they you know obviously there's been a lot of new players. A lot of young guys have had to come up. They've had many 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 injuries, but. This is what they play the whole season for. Like they, they know when it's winning time, you know. And look, maybe maybe Florida comes back and wins four in a row. You know, we're we're a long way from knowing how this series is going to go. Um, but for one night, they were the Tampa Bay Lightning that we saw win a Stanley Cup a year ago. And you know, and and it's remarkable, um, and so important to get guys like Stamkos and, and Kucherov back. It, it was, you know. It was everything, and and they are they're going to be a tough out, man. It was so entertaining. I love playoff hockey. I don't think there's anything quite like it. Think about this, though. I mean, we got to win 16 games to win a cup. Is that right? That's correct. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's 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 one win, not one game, one win, right towards that goal. It is such a long, and that's what you know. Stamkos said again. He goes, "Look, this is a marathon, not a sprint." You know, we won one game. We we know how long, how grueling this is going to be. And and however, if they come out of this series against Florida as as the winners, they're going to pay a price for it physically. I mean, that's one thing we know that this is going to be a really really physical series, 
and it was in game one. So um, good job by the Lightning. And just, you know, how much how much fun was that if you're a Lightning fan to watch Kucherov come back and Stamkos and Point have such a big game. Um, Vasilevsky with the saves. I mean, it was everything that you would you would want in a hockey game, including the outcome, uh, if you're a Lightning fan. So that was that was the highlight of the weekend, to say the very least. Um, there were some other things that did go on, and one of them was the Bucks mini camp. Uh, I was out there uh, at the uh, Spectrum Health, uh, whatever they call it, not the Spectrum Health, the Advent Healthcare Center, and and it was weird. This mini camp was unlike any I've ever been to because typically. You would have a, a rookie mini camp, and there would be your draft picks, obviously, um, a bunch of uh, rookie free agents undrafted that you had signed, and then there would be a ton of tryout players, like maybe twelve, you know, whatever tryout players. You'd probably have, uh, on, on average, there's usually about forty something players uh, for a rookie mini camp. Many of those not under contract, but just out there uh, helping you put it on. And you know what? There were, I mean, less than thirty. I mean, it was. The smallest group of guys, obviously only one quarterback, which is unusual as well. I've seen as many as three out there in the past. Kyle Trask had to take every snap. And because of that, it was different because they would do their walkthroughs. They sort of simulated what would be a regular season week in a, in a sense. Um, walkthroughs at 1130, practice at 120. But instead of going two hours, they went maybe an hour. You know what I mean? Because they simply... You can't have ask guys like Jalen Darden, you know, to run every single route, and that's what he was having to do. They had three receivers, you know. Same thing at the defensive backs, and so how much how much can you ask these guys to do? And yet, you could see some things. I mean, can I can I tell you that Kyle Trask is going to be a great NFL quarterback? No. Did he wow me with his arm strength? Didn't expect him to. No. Um, did he make some really good decisions and, and accurate throws? Yeah. He did, and and I thought he got better. You know, I saw him on what on Friday, and then saw him again on Saturday, and I thought he was better on Saturday than he was on Friday, which is what you're looking for some improvement. Um, I like this rookie class. They've got some mature guys. They got some guys that are serious about football. Um, that comes that comes through on both sides of the ball. But you know, it, it's just an introduction. I, I don't know how many of these guys are going to make the team. And, you know, but there are some guys that that stood out and you want your draft picks to stand out. And I think they were the ones that did. What was interesting, though, Joe Tryon was not one of the players that had anything to do. He it it was revealed that he uh, had an injury while he was training and about three weeks or so he took care of it. He had a what um, I think Bruce Arians called, uh, I guess, something like a minor scope or. Uh, something like that obviously arthroscopic surgery can assume cartilage or something like that so joe tryon had nothing to try on he was he was just out there uh listening to you know the defense uh in the meetings all of that now you know bruce arian says he'll be ready for the mandatory minicamp which is at the end of june um but they're obviously going to keep him out of otas and things like that so it's it's a little disappointing. It kind of explains maybe why he was still available at pick thirty two. He's one of the, he's one of the guys that opted out last year at the University of Washington. Um, so that that part was a little bit surprising. I didn't expect to go out there and see um, Joe not doing anything. The last first round pick that I can remember uh, who came to Tampa uh, and didn't work because he had had knee surgery was Keith McCants. <laughs> so. 
It's been a while. Um, and, and McCants, you know, uh, had his day. He had some some good plays and not some good good plays, but uh, he was a much higher draft pick, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, guys stood out. I mean, Darden's really, really fast, like you would expect. The two linebackers that they have, um, the one guy I can tell you people are going to fall in love with is K.J. Britt. KJ Britt from Auburn. He didn't run well in you know in the uh, not the combine, but his pro days and things like that. As um, Bruce Arians said, you look at the guy and you just know he's a football player. We got to talk to him on the zooms. He's gonna. He is another serious cat. I would say his personality is more Devin White than it is uh, Levante David. Um, but just a just a really you know loves ball, loves his teammates. Most of his teammates, when you, if you ask them who they were most impressed with uh, among their their you know rookie class, they they mentioned Britt because of his personality. He goes up, introduces himself to everybody. Him and Grant Stewart, the um, Mister Irrelevant, the seventh round pick, uh, number two fifty nine from Houston. Those two guys played inside linebacker, and they know each other a little bit from the Senior Bowl and different things. But um, they were really a, a stood out. You know the the communication. Um, sort of how they they flew around. There was no hitting in this mini camp, but you could see that uh, that they were really into it. So it was fun to be out there. I can't I can't obviously judge any offensive linemen like Robert Hainsey and those guys. Um, we won't know anything until we get to training camp. One thing that was interesting though that that I thought Bruce Arians said his his stance and and a lot of these teams you know throughout the NFL because the NFLPA is basically saying. And telling their players, hey, don't go to voluntary mini camps or not mini camps, but OTAs and the offseason workout program. You know, we're going to stay together. And even, you know, we've seen Tom Brady get on a conference call with the union and say the same thing. Um, but, you know, now Bruce Arians is saying that. Bruce Arians said, look, I don't, if, if any of our starters come out here or, or veterans that play a lot, um, they can come out here, but I'm not going to put them on the field. So he, he is basically bought into. What's what I'm sure has been a you know sort of a negotiated agreement that hey don't bother coming if he did say if you're a rookie if you're in the bottom half of the roster you probably want to be here um, but he's not gonna no one's gonna freak out about it I think you're not gonna see much participation and and that leads us to Brady which is interesting because we know Brady a year ago you know got kicked out of parks had to go to Berkeley uh, the NFLPA told him you know stop working out because we're negotiating. Uh, sort of the pandemic protocols, and he still went to Berkeley. So there's there's been a lot of this with, with Tom sort of going against the union, but he's now uh, sort of leading the charge. He's also going to start throwing uh, as early as, as this week. And we don't know where that's going to take place. I mean, I'm interested to see. I assume it won't be uh, at the Bucks facility. Uh, but, you know, those players are vulnerable like they always have been if they go out there and they get hurt off campus so to speak they their their contracts are not guaranteed they're not protected so there's still a lot of things that have to be settled here uh and and there's some risk involved but i'm just interested to see how brady's going to navigate this how you know you know he's still going to get his work in he's coming off knee surgery and all arian said was i just told him to take it easy because you know you throw with your lower half as much as you do with your with your arm and and obviously Tom wants to get his arm ready and you know start throwing some footballs to his teammates and stuff, um, but Arians I think would just assume he he waits. So we'll find out if uh, if he pops up at a uh, at a high school near you. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, and finally, we'll wrap it up uh, on this, uh, what is it, early morning for us on Monday um, with the Rays, who who sweep the New York Mets, who came in to Tropicana pretty hot as a baseball team. They obviously got uh, really good pitching. They've, they've gotten some timely hitting. And, you know, the offense finally showed up. I mean, that's that's all I can say about this series. Their pitching now has really been stellar for, for a while. You know, they're, they're starting to, to sort of – settle on some guys that I think can be in a rotation. Um, obviously McClanahan was, was terrific again. I thought he, he, you know, he outlasted some, um, some, some tough innings, but he, he got a win. Um, just really everybody I thought pitched well, the defense was good. And, and then they got some timely hits, you know, one, one game, they sort of did it by pushing runners around without any home runs and scored in bunches. And then, you know, on, on Sunday, they got some big flies. One from Willie Adamas, which all of a sudden, Willie's game is getting better. I wonder why, or maybe I wonder why. Well, you know, as Mark Topkin told us, Wander's not coming up anytime soon. Oh, did you just see the Grand Slam go by? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, he had this series, this opening series in AAA against the Cardinals. They played like six games, and I think he went like five for seven with a bunch of home runs, and then... I guess he went like two of his next 14. Well, you know, he, he, he got back on the good path with the Grand Slam. Uh, he's he's tearing the cover off the ball. But there are some things he needs to learn. I guess, you know, he uh, he admired one of his home runs a little too long and then, you know, uh, had one thrown behind his ear. So uh, didn't run hard to first base one time. And, and you know, that uh, on a ball that got away from the catcher, that, that got that got the uh, the ire of, uh, of of people. And so... You know, there's there's a reason beyond, I guess, what Mark's point was, and you should read it in the Tampa Bay Times but, on TampaBay.com. But Ronald Acuna Jr. still does that, and I'll take him on my team any day. No, I understand I, that. I mean, but, but, that, that can't be the reason you're held. I'm not saying there's not something to address, but that can't I think be the, the reason you're holding him back. No, but I think there is I think there is value. And look, it's mm-hmm. a business. I think I know why they're holding him back. But I, but I think there is value to um, more than just how you're – producing right i mean mm-hmm. he's going to produce he's going to wear out triple a pitching like he's done he i'm convinced he could play in the big leagues and help them and help them win right now and it may come down to that right if there's injuries um if they need his bat if they need his well, glove they're, they're i think offensively up. but i think defensively he would be a step back for this team and that's that's what they have to weigh in this right is you know whether you take out Lau or Adamas or Wendell or whoever mm-hmm. you're taking out wander franco is not as good defensively now he right. may more than make up for it offensively Mm-hmm. And and you know so, but you know, in a team built by pitching and defense, his defense is not where they would like it to be. But right. maybe his offense is a lot better than anybody else on the team. Right. And I I think Adamas is playing as good a shortstop as he ever has for them right now. I mean, the, he made two or three plays on Sunday, um, you know, that were just spectacular and 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 you know put away what would would probably have been bigger innings and 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 such and so. Um, you know, again, had a, had a home run um, to right field, uh, two run homer that was big. Uh, 
So he had a he had a big day, and and it doesn't I don't think it hurts. You know, like when you're in the major leagues, you know that there's always somebody that's going to take your job. I mean, whether it's on this team or somebody else's team. I mean, you have to you have to produce. You have to do it every day. Uh, I don't know if he's hearing footsteps or not, but uh, at the end of the day, he he played one of his best games, and you know they they've they've got some some timely hitting all of a sudden. So we'll see if the offense can keep going. I mean, the Mets have been pitching really well going into this series, and you know, the Rays beat them up a little bit, and that's a good sign that maybe some of these guys are coming around. I'll tell you what also doesn't hurt, G-Man Choi being Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Wow. Here's your first day back. Three for four, run batted in, uh, double. First time up, first pitch he sees, he, he lines to left field. Um, you know, it, and he brings life to that clubhouse. I, I don't, And he brings don't a better think, glove to first base. And a better glove. There you go. And and so he 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 brought all of that in his first game back, and he also lengthens the lineup. You know, Kevin Cash talked about that too. You know, there's one more hitter um, that that pushes everybody down a notch that makes you stronger on the back end. Uh, and I think that well, you know, he, I think he, he did gives that you a good at bat every time too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. much like he's a little bit like Yandy Diaz does too. Right, I mean, Yandy may not always hit the ball, although he get a lot of walks too. But he works pitchers and, and gives you a good at bat almost every time up there. Right, G Man Choi does too. And then you see where uh, I think over the weekend Yoshi Sasugo uh, got picked up by the Los Angeles yes. Dodgers, as well as Albert Pujols. They got both. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Granted, Corey Seager's out for at least a month with a broken hand, mm-hmm. um, and and they've been scuffling this year. Surprisingly, they have. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they signed both Albert Pujols and Yoshi Sasugo. I mean, they it cost them a little bit of cash for Sasugo, not much. I mean, you know. Rays don't have any leverage at that point once you DFA them. So, right, and then pool holes they sign for the minimum. So, and I think they'll get some player back to be named later. If I believe as part, but it won't be anybody. But yeah, usually it's a low level prospect. Yeah. or a lot of times it's just being cash. Sure, yeah, and we don't mean Kevin, but yeah, I think I think it was you know good for him. Good that he's going to get you know a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will. Um, you know, revitalize him a little bit, a change of scenery. He's out of it's, 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 It was a failure, obviously, for the Rays. Um, a lot of teams would assign him internationally. A and lot were trying to. A lot were trying to, and the Rays got him. Didn't work out. Um, they get something back, and, you know, you just wish the guy well. I mean, he just had a tough time adjusting, so maybe a change of scenery. I don't know what pool holes can give the Dodgers. Surprising the Dodgers are scuffling the way they have this year. But it's a long season, and they still got plenty of time to uh, to come back and get get back into the race. All right, so the Lightning have the day off. They'll play the Florida Panthers on Tuesday down in Sunrise. Tomorrow we're going to have our uh, very important mailbag, and you guys are really great at uh, sending us some great questions. We've got everything to talk about from the Bucks draft, the uh, Lightning, the playoffs, the Rays, their current win streak, all of that. Uh, bring anything to us if you want to. Just send us a uh, question on twitter at sports day tv that's at sports day tv you can reach me on twitter as well at nfl stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampa com. we will answer all your questions 100 percent correctly we'll have tom jones later this week and lots of lightning talk of course as they continue their series against the florida panthers which was just a tremendous tremendous game one uh, that took place down in Sunrise on Sunday night. So for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.